It is Free Talk Live. You can join us, talk about whatever's on your mind, 603-283-6160. That's the call line if you would like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria. Nikki. And Bonnie. And I've had a weird weekend. Weird in, in the sense that I've actually had time off from work, which has been nice. But also weird because Saturday afternoon, my roommate approached me to discuss some weird stuff that I had been doing at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning that I had no memory of whatsoever. Now, everyone knows I drink, but the first time he brought up the weird stuff, I severely cut back on drinking, pretty much just stuck with ciders. So I didn't think it was that. And as it turns out, I set up a camera in my room and I sleepwalk. Oh, I didn't get an update, so I didn't know if you caught yourself on camera. I did. It's really weird. I've I've always known that I've had sleep apnea, right? But I never really paid it much attention because it's manageable. It's not getting in the way of my life until I watched that video and I realized just how much I wake up throughout the night. Like every 15 to 20 minutes, I would just toss and turn in bed for three or four minutes and then go back to sleep. So I'm basically taking 20-minute naps all night long. So you probably can't get into the REM sleep. Yeah. So you, you probably can't actually get a good night's sleep. No, I certainly don't dream or anything like that. And I have it in years, but I didn't know it was that yeah. severe of a problem. But sure enough, about an hour and a half after I went to bed last night, I just stood up, didn't even grab my flip flops or anything and just walked out of my bedroom. No idea what I did after that. But a few minutes later, I came back in, lay back down and went right back to sleep. So... That's a weird thing. It's really weird watching yourself sleep, first of all. Yeah, that is weird. (laughs) But when you like horror movies as much as I do, it's also kind of difficult because you're constantly expecting like some spiritual ghost haunting crap to happen or some demon to jump out of the shadows or whatever. Obviously, none of that happened. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was weird to see myself just get up and almost like in a trance. And I walked in a very weird way, like not a normal walk, like... I don't know how to describe it, but it was a weird walk. The concept of sleepwalking is just so crazy to me. Like for someone to be unconscious, but still like walking, some people talk, some people drive. I mean, it's it's insane. Then and then the next day they have absolutely no recollection of it. Yeah, I certainly don't. Yeah. Uh, I did start locking away my keys before I'd even set this up, before I'd even set up the camera because I was like, I don't want to risk it. If I am sleepwalking, I already know that sleep driving is a thing that can happen. So let's go ahead and put these away to mitigate that risk but it's that's that's a weird experience and i'm going to start taking melatonin to see if that helps the situation you suggested that may actually make it worse it could make it worse i know in the hospital a lot of we give a lot of patients melatonin because it's just it's really hard to sleep in the hospital and um, with all the noises and everything and you know being in a strange place and some of them are some of the my patients are like i'd rather never sleep ever again they said they have crazy, like really messed up dreams, and I've I've heard a lot of people say that. So definitely but, don't do um. What is it called? The allergy Benadryl. Don't do that. That one makes you wake up like a horrible zombie. You don't feel like you slept at all, and it gives you crazy dreams. And isn't that like addictive? Benadryl I don't know. probably. Well, I know um Tylenol PM is super addictive. Wow. A lot of people like cannot sleep without it, and it's really really bad for your liver. But um, some people swear by melatonin. Some people take it every night and they they're maybe they like their weird messed up dreams. I don't know. But I mean, if I could sleep long enough to actually get to the dreaming phase, then I'll I'll, I'll accept whatever weird dreams I yeah. get, I suppose. So anyway, I 
just wanted to mention that because it's weird and it's crazy and I never would have suspected it. My sister sleptwalked when she was younger, but as far as I knew, I never did. But about a month ago, I don't. I, I assume it started about a month ago. Obviously, I've never watched myself sleep, so I have no idea how long it's been happening. But presumably, roughly a month ago, it started, and it's weird. But anyway, I want to talk about lasers because evidently U.S. spy satellites could be targeted with giant, high-powered lasers fired from boats in the middle of the ocean. Now, it sounds like science fiction, and it sounds, I mean, it sounds kind of like an Austin Powers plot. And every time I see the word lasers, I just think about Dr. Evil sitting there with his quotation fingers <laughs> oh, going, man. These lasers. So U.S. intelligence satellites could be targeted. Leading military personnel believe that new technology developed by foreign adversaries could potentially blind sensors and wipe out the country's spying capabilities. Wait, why do we have spying satellites? Because the U.S. government doesn't know how to mind its business. <laughs> it wants to spy on everyone, including the American people. Speaking at the 36th Space Symposium in Colorado Springs, Air Force Secretary Frank Kendall suggested that space could become the new international battleground in the years to come. So that not content to continue fighting on Earth anymore, governments around the world want to start fighting in space. Instead of using their ability to travel space to just sort of part ways and go their own ways, they just want to take the fighting out there. Star Wars. It's because satellites provide communications, navigation, and intelligence to any nation's war machine. Interesting phrasing. So knocking them out would seriously disrupt and even render useless much of its equipment. It is impossible to overstate the importance of space-based systems to national security. Now, we talked about the Space Force, the space force on here a number of months ago. And for whatever reason, the Space Force was in... Florida. The Keys of Florida, right? Yeah. Studying the mating habits of sea turtles or something like that. And I did not hear about this. And they just happened to discover like a 500 pounds of cocaine or something like that. It just washed up on the shore and then they had to investigate it. Then they had to call in their friends, the DEA, to come over and investigate it. And to test it to make sure it was pure cocaine. The way it sounded, they were just having a party out on the beach with a bunch of cocaine and hanging out with sea turtles. Like, that's what it sounds like our Space Force. Sounds like fun. I mean, if that was what they were doing, I might consider joining the Space Force. (laughs) At the event, Lieutenant General John Shaw also said, wait, never mind. He claims that this new information has prompted a timely debate at Space Command. I did not know the United States had a Space Command. That's news to me. Yeah, where is it? Probably in Florida with the sea turtles. That would be my best guess. He added that if an attack was to occur, therefore, then the appropriate measures can be taken. But that's that's if they develop this new space war fighting doc- doctrine, whatever that's going to be. Basically, governments around the world have used satellites to protect their national security and to spy on foreign countries. And now they realize, oh, crap, these things we put out there in space, we actually have no ability to defend them whatsoever because we don't have guns on them. So they've kind of screwed themselves here. Anyway, lasers coming up. The war of the future is going to be governments shooting lasers at each other's satellites to disable them. And I guess that's at least a lower death toll than what you get with current war. But Unless one lands on you. One of the satellites? Yeah. yeah. Next thing we know, we're going to have a Death Star. So, Didn't Trump want a Death Star or something like that? 
I wouldn't put it past him. I don't recall the specifics. I remember something about a Death Star was mentioned at some point. But there's also plans to, you know, take these, what is Operation Anger of the Gods or something like that, where they have these, I think they're- The rods. Yeah, these 40-foot long steel rods that they drop essentially from outer space. I don't remember the specifics, and I don't remember what they called it. But it's, it's a unique way of fighting war, for sure, as is, you know, satellites, but- Time will tell what's actually going to happen. They didn't make it clear, but I tend to think that foreign, <coughs> the foreign adversary they were talking about was probably China or Russia. because Probably. Usually is, right? I wasn't on Friday or Saturday, but I was keeping up with the news. And it seems the American media is doing everything they can to beat the drums of war in regard to China and Russia. I still just keep thinking of uh, sea turtle astronauts. Yeah, I wish I still had that story that I could easily reference because it it was really funny. It's not just sea turtle astronauts, right? Because there was mysterious cocaine that just happened to wash up on the beach. They invited out the Coast Guard and the DEA and the FBI and all of these other agencies. And it just created this article that made it sound like they were hanging out with sea turtles, doing cocaine with all manner of people in government. Well, and we already know that they're trafficking drugs. So it seems like they were just trying to grasp at straws to cover up what they were doing i do i do think the cia may have actually come out there as well and they are certainly involved in drug trafficking but what do you think are you concerned about these lasers or this upcoming drum beating that they're doing over china and russia rattling the sabers in anticipation of war 603-283-6160 there's more coming up it's free talk live It's Free Talk Live, and you can still get your early bird tickets now for Liberty in Our Lifetime, an event that's happening in Mulheim, Switzerland, hosted by the Free Private Cities Foundation. But move quickly, this is the last date. Well, it ends. It lasts until September 20th is what I wrote. I don't know if that means today is actually the last day or if tomorrow is the last day. Either way, you're running out of time. You can get tickets at LifetimeLiberty.com. It aims to explore projects happening right now around the world that are working to achieve that lofty goal of securing freedom in our lifetime. Speakers from Crypto Valley, Prospera, the Seasteading Institute, and more will be speaking at this October 16th event. So check it out. They even have digital tickets if you don't feel like traveling to Switzerland and dealing with the hassles of international travel and the likelihood that the European Union is going to lock out American citizens. You can get all that at LifetimeLiberty.com. See what people are doing all around the world to create voluntary societies with a live and let live attitude at LifetimeLiberty.com. Let's go to the phones. We have Tom calling from New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. I was just at the supermarket today, and I noticed they were out of some stuff. You know, the boxed lunches that you send your... Uh, to school with your kids and the uh, juice boxes the quarter liter juice boxes with the little straw glued to them they're out of those and I imagine it's because the factories are putting out their help wanted signs and they keep offering more and more money but too many people don't want to do work it is also like back to school time and that's probably something that would sell out and I also noticed though if they're having trouble hiring, and a lot of places are having trouble hiring 
people. You notice that there's uh, over in Del Rio, Texas, you've seen on the news, there's thousands of people uh, living underneath a bridge uh, on the bank of the Rio Grande or Rio Bravo del Norte, and uh, they would love to take those jobs. But, oh, no, you can't take jobs here. No, 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 because you have a birthplace in the wrong shape on the map. So you pertain to a different bureaucracy. You have to go look for jobs pertaining to your bureaucracy. You know, it's uh, it's sad that they won't let those people uh, work when there's so many businesses looking for work. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, if we could get the immigrants here and get them into some of these places... I would be thrilled. You're not wrong. Uh, the the other job that I have, uh, we just had an employee put in there two weeks' notice. We had someone start last week, and Sunday was the final day that she actually worked. She ended up calling out two days and then finally quitting on the, her third schedule shift. It's almost impossible to find people who want to actually work. I don't know why that's happening. I don't know how these people are managing to survive. I'm told they're living with their parents, but... I don't know. I'm here in New Hampshire, and I'm not seeing a whole lot of that. As far as how they're surviving, I have no idea. If they're not working and the benefits haven't, you know, been continued to be, um, you know, the 600 extra or whatever. But um, an, an episode of Free Talk Live where, where me and Nikki were on and Lori, like, a few weeks ago, two people called in. The first one called in to say, like, hey, you guys are always saying... Uh, everybody doesn't want to work. Nobody wants to work because they're on benefits. But did, did you ever think about the people who quit because they just don't want to deal with this atmosphere right now? Like, I don't want to, I used to work, you know, in the casinos for years, and I don't want to work it there right now because of how ridiculous everyone is. Everyone wants to micromanage you. I don't want to wear a mask on my face all day. And I was like, another person called in to say, yeah, that's why I quit my job too, and that's why I'm not working. I don't know how they're getting on, but it does make sense why a lot of people just don't want to be working. Well, the place left I work at, and I don't... In the, yeah. Left a good job in the city, working for the man every night and day, and I never lost one minute of sleep. Yeah. Well, I don't see a lot of places requiring masks any longer, but some are, I guess. The place I work at doesn't require masks. Um, as far as being micromanaged and things like that, I can't imagine there's very much of that because management is also short-staffed and they, they just don't have time or the ability to micromanage everyone as far as I can tell. But it certainly sucks out there. Uh, thank you so much for the call tonight, Tom. I happened to need to go to AutoZone earlier today and I, as I drove by, I noticed that the McDonald's here in Keene was closed yeah. today. Completely closed. I've never seen a McDonald's closed for an entire day. I don't know the reason why, but I would guess it's just lack of staff. Yeah, wow. that's absolutely the reason why a lot of the low, uh, especially fast food restaurants, people are getting paid more on unemployment than they are as working jobs that but, are minimum wage. So it literally doesn't even make sense to work a minimum wage job right now. Well, they're not minimum wage, especially here in Keene. And the unemployment benefits ended back in, like, June. I, know, I remember because we were all looking forward to it, like, okay, good. People are finally going to be applying for jobs, but then they weren't. It's really weird, yeah. It seems like there's some people missing. Um, whenever nobody was in town, whenever he got out of jail a couple weeks ago, I took him to that McDonald's, and there's a big sign on their, you know, their ordering billboard. Oh. Yeah. 
Well, when you're going through the drive-through, sorry, okay. the drive-through menu, there's a big sign on it that says like so much an hour. I don't remember what it was, like 16 an hour, 401k, blah blah blah, free food, like just every single benefit was listed, like typed up and oh, taped boy. to yeah. the thing. Free McDonald's. I know right? <laughs> every day. <laughs> Man, it sucks though, and I I don't. You know, it forces me to consider the possibility that a lot more people have died of COVID-19 than the government is admitting. You know, the the conspiracy theory could also go in that direction. Why is there a labor shortage? It's because tens of millions of people have died and somehow they've managed to sweep it under the rug. I don't believe that because I still don't know anyone who has died of it. Neither. Except, you know, the one my sister's ex-husband's father who you know was 60 something years old and supremely overweight and had diabetes and all of these other underlying conditions but maybe that's what happened maybe they died of COVID-19 and the government just swept it under the rug I think all the NPCs have glitched out of the matrix and now we only have like real people left it could also (laughs) be that I mean that's just as likely as my you know, hypothesis that I just threw out there, which I don't actually believe. I'm just saying it's a possibility. It's a legitimate possibility. I want to know where all the workers are because it wasn't like this a year and a half ago. Well, if all of that stuff is true, San Antonio is still just as overpopulated as it ever was, like driving around for 20 minutes before you can park at North Star Mall. Jesus the Cynic, who's watching on Twitch, makes an interesting point. You can find that at twitch.freetalklive.com. Says maybe it's the rapture. And we're all that's left. Dang it. Also, I can't argue with that because when I'm looking around, I'm just not seeing people filling these jobs and companies are doing everything they can to get people in those positions. And we read a story here a few weeks ago where there were almost 11 million job openings in the United States. Wow. And only nine point something million unemployed. So there are literally more jobs than there are unemployed right now in the United States. So you would think that would allow the employers to have to compete with one another to get those workers in, and that's what they're attempting to do. But it doesn't seem to be moving the moving the goal in any particular direction. Well, back to Tom's point, like if we let everybody who came over the border, quote unquote, illegally just have a job instead of making it harder for them to take our jobs, quote unquote. All the more reason you have to secede and not have an immigration policy. Just let people in if they want to come here and work. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Brute force, intransigent defiance, adamantine will. These are the hallmarks of the AI tank. These gigantic machines have the firepower of an army, but they also have their own sense of honor and duty. When the world breakers arrive, battle will be joined, planets will shake, and war and peace will never be the same again. World breakers. Stories from David Weber, Larry Correa, and more. Available August 3rd from BaneBooks.com. It's Free Talk Live, and you're welcome to join us. 603-283-6160. That's the call in line for you to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. Nikki. And Bonnie. And I really hope that we're about to see something very interesting here, because it looks like roughly 20% of all workers across the board are, are adamant about not wanting to get vaccinated, because let's be realistic... At this point in the pan, in the quote pandemic, 
If you're not vaccinated, it's because you don't want to be vaccinated. There's no one left out there who's still just holding out to see what the CDC has to say or holding out to see what's what the latest research is going to be or no one holding out to see what's going to I've, I've, I've completely lost track of what the other thing I was trying to say was. But anyway, anyone who hasn't gotten vaccinated at this point is doing so because they refuse to be vaccinated. And that's a large part of the workforce in an economy where most of the workforce is already overworked and understaffed. Yeah, absolutely. If those 20% of workers really want to hold their ground and not get vaccinated, I don't think employers can afford to fire them. They really can't. And I think that's going to prove to be true across the board. Like, as we mentioned earlier, the McDonald's here in Keene was just outright closed today, which is something I've never seen outside of like Christmas Day. But me okay, too. so think about it. So McDonald's closes. That's inconvenient. Maybe you'll have to drive five miles to the next nearest McDonald's or maybe you just don't get McDonald's today. Maybe you have to eat Burger King or Wendy's today. If an entire hospital in your region has to close, that's a bigger deal. That's a life and death situation. That is the difference between... You know, someone getting resuscitated in five minutes or in 30 minutes, which could be, you know, brain function, their life. Yeah. This it's a big, big deal for hospitals to A, be understaffed and for B, to close down entirely. I mean, that is it's a life and death thing for a lot of people. It's not good when any industry starts closing or, you know reducing its hours or whatever, because people are, especially during the pandemic, people are overly reliant on getting ready to, ready to eat food delivered to their doors. I, I've seen this firsthand. I know people who are like this, and it's it's obscene, the lack of grocery shopping and cooking that is actually done here in Keene. If three or four of these businesses closed down for a day, people would go hungry. I, I honestly believe they would because they don't have any food at home. And they don't know how to cook what they have. But let's go to the phones. We have Robert calling from South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, hello, sir. I just wanted to say that the number you have for unemployed people in America, I do believe is much, much too low. Because I used to work in Germany as a technical translator. I was a member of the Bundesverband Sachsen, which is a German Translator Association Saxony chapter. And people used to come from all over the world to see what we were up to in Germany. People would come as far from as far away as Korea. I really hope you just didn't swear in German, because I won't know if you did. <laughs> Keep going. No, it was. Believe me, it wasn't. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, I know. And in any case... Um, Actually, your employment rate is about 110 million people would work if they could. That's the key factor. You have about 155 million people who are actually working. So your unemployment rate is significantly higher than you'd expect. Secondly, the people who are working are pushing cigarette cartons over the countertops of 7-Elevens, much more so than doing the jobs that they could do if they were properly employed. So you have a significant number of people who are underemployed in that respect. And thirdly, you have people who are working two or three jobs because they don't have enough money coming in from one job to pay their barest minimum expenses for their bare existence because the rents are too high and the cost of other things are also too high to pay it with $7.25 an hour. Of course, some of them are getting $8 an hour, $9 an hour, but still you can't do that, and especially in some of them they're only getting 32 hours a week some weeks. And then around Christmas time, then they get 40 hours a week, but then January they're back to uh, 32 hours a week in a lot of cases. 
So things are, are painted a lot rosier because both parties have something to lose by painting them with less than rosier ink. And consequently, it's, it's, life in America is a lot harder than it's painted to be. And that's because the system has an interest in making things look rosier than, they re, than it really is. The other thing is that when you walk in to apply for a job at McDonald's or Burger King or one of those other places, you're one of probably hundreds of people who've walked in to try to get a job. But what they do is they just put it in their file, and then one of these days when they really need somebody, they'll pull out their file of 5,000 people, and they'll pick the one that they think is the best for the position. And that's how that works. In other words, they're speculating. And with regard to the, for the, the disease... I, I, don't know how tr- I don't know how true that last point is. I, I certainly agree with you that the unemployment numbers I mentioned, 9 point whatever million unemployed, that, that's way too low. That's government numbers, right? That's people who are out of work and who are actively looking for jobs. There's a huge portion of them who are out of work and just not looking for a job. I've been looking for 16 and a half years since I got here from the Federal Republic of Germany. And I was employed by a large organization uh, doing a rather menial job. And I was in Germany, I was involved with ASA and DASA, the space administrations. And, if they, and after I no longer worked there, after my last day of work, I mentioned to him that I helped with regard to, this, to launching the spacecraft that landed on an asteroid coming in from deep space, a 10-year mission. And then they said if they had known about that, they would have never hired me in the first place because, I, because that job isn't appropriate for somebody like me. So they, in other words, they would have let me starve, and, and I would have gotten any job here because there aren't jobs of that nature here where I live in the South because those kinds of high-tech jobs simply don't exist here. I'd have to have gone to the... Uh, to North Carolina to the Research Triangle, which is far away from where my mom lives, and I came here basically to make sure she didn't die, and I saved her life twice, which I couldn't have done from Germany remotely. So that reminds me of a story my grandmother told me when I was when I was really young. It was something to the effect of she got her first job and she applied at a college to be someone's secretary, and the the hiring person was like, "Look, you're you're way overqualified to do this." And she said, yes, but I'm going to do it. I want to do it anyway. And she got the job. And ultimately, it was, she got her foot in the door and she progressed up to the ranks of where she wanted to be. But yeah, I've certainly heard for, of that I happening for, before. Yes, but the, the organization for which I had worked has its main office in, uh, far away from here, about a thousand miles away. And, and they only have retail sales establishments here. They have about 10 stores in this area. All of them are involved, and they do all the, all the office work or all the administrative jobs are done at the main headquarters. Each, as a matter of fact, the trucks bring the supplies every day that they're going to need for the next couple of days, and the computer keeps inventory so that they know exactly what to put on the truck. Even the inventory is centralized for this particular area so that there are no uh, jobs of that nature uh, above sales assistant or maintenance. That's about it. I, I didn't really mean to cut you off mid-sentence there, Robert, but I did have to cut you off at some point you, because you raise another interesting point, and that is the automation. And we've been moving toward automation as a society for a very, very long time. And you, you have these self-checkouts now that are tremendously more popular than actually waiting in line to deal with a person. Now, I'm sort of antisocial, so I prefer to just deal with the machine anyway. I'm way more comfortable with machines than I am people because I work around machines basically 24-7. I actually come to think of it, I work around people a lot more than I would care to as well. But often there are people I like, so that makes it easier. But yeah, th- there are there are all sorts of ways that society has automated and moved away from needing actual employees. But that doesn't that that doesn't really affect the lack of staffing. Like when you walk down Main Street in America, there it's just help wanted signs everywhere. Yeah, McDonald's was paying $50 just to sit for an interview. 
Yeah, and they I don't think they got any any uh interest in it. I mean, I, I would sit for I don't even need 50 bucks, but you want to give me $50 hmm. to do an interview? Yeah, I'll do it. I mean, yeah. if there's no requirement that I have to accept the stupid job, sure, it's a free 50 bucks for 20 minutes of my time. Who is so well off that they they couldn't do that? Like Bill Gates maybe? But it's absolutely insane. Companies are now offering up substantially higher wages. I think the McDonald's here in Keene is starting at 15 an hour now. Yeah, the um, my hometown, they're offering $18 an hour. When I first Jesus. moved here, I happened to notice that the Aldi's had a sign that said like $12 an hour for working at Aldi's. And I was like, dang, that's really nice. Like that seems like high to me. Like from Texas, I don't know, it's probably lower. And now it says 15 50 an hour. Yeah, and it, Less and it than still a year. isn't working. They still have a now hiring sign up, don't they? Yep. Probably no new employees either, or they're just constantly rotating through employees. I don't know what's going on, but it sucks out there in the economy, and it's not going to get better. But they insist they're going to fire people for not getting vaccinated. I think they're full of it, but we're going to talk about that when we get back. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's the call online if you want to join us at 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria. Nikki. And Bonnie. And I am so excited. I'm about to have like nine days off in a row. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to see tomorrow infected rain and butcher babies and stitched up hearts. And then I'm going to Ladder Than Life in Kentucky. But I decided to actually have someone look into it and it turns out that the the venue for the concert that I'm going to tomorrow night it it's shocking I'm so used to going to looking at websites now that have a a covid-19 pop up or a permanent link over there with an image saying click here for our covid-19 guidelines that when I saw this I was just stunned I was like where did they bury the covid-19 information where did where, where did they bury the information that I have to either test negative or wear a mask or whatever in order to attend this thing. And it turns out they just don't have one. So that makes me even more excited about tomorrow. So, And I'm excited. I don't know if I'm more excited to see Infected Rain, who is by far one of my favorite bands. I didn't even know they existed prior to this year. And they're going to be probably my top played artist for this year in Spotify. But it's more the time off from the nightmarish job that working... Anywhere but Free Talk. Even Free Talk Live sort of has a staffing issue at the moment. But these other places out there in retail world and restaurant world, it sucks. And it's not just there. It's also hospital world. And they're threatening people with firing them if they don't get the vaccine. Now, not every company has done this. But evidently, uh, the Biden administration is requiring hospitals to do it or he's going to pull their Medicaid and Medicare funding, which for some hospitals represents almost 80% of their their total income. And you work in a hospital. I do. And I actually, so we've been hearing about this for months. Um, actually, the I first heard about this a couple months ago from one of my coworkers. And they heard about it because the hospital's Instagram page made an Instagram post about requiring staff to get the vaccine. Well, it's so, really good they announced this on Instagram. So they had not officially told any staff members about this. Like, we didn't have any meetings. Like, my manager didn't let me know. 
I found out from a coworker who found out from Instagram. Which but it was is legit. See, super Instagram professional. So I guess so because I so we've been we've been hearing a lot about this. Yesterday or a couple days ago, I finally got the official email saying you have until November 1st to get your at least your first dose of the vaccine or else basically you can't work here. And in that email, it was also said that you could try to get either a religious or medical exemption, but it is not guaranteed that that will be approved. But if it is approved, you will have to go beyond wearing the regular surgical mask 24-7. You will actually have to wear an N95 mask. You will have to eat alone. You will basically have to segregate yourself from all of the st- other staff members. And, pretty and that's much- assuming they approve your exemption in the first place. I saw another hospital that was like, okay, We'll accept your religious exemption, but you also have to avoid these other 95 commonly yep. common medications that apparently contain aborted cells or I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and on that list was like Tylenol, Tums, Pepto-Bismol, like yeah, a bunch of, of like random does... over-the-counter stuff. That's so, so silly because the only religious exemption isn't that it has aborted baby fetus cells. The other religious exemption could be I don't do things the government tries to coerce me into doing. Well, that's essentially yeah. the, that's essentially the satanic exemption. Is like the the fourth tenet of the satanic temple's seven fundamental tenets is one's body is inviolable, subject to one's will alone. Well, okay. Well, my will says I don't want the vaccine. Yeah, it's in my religious doctrine that I therefore don't have to get vaccinated, and because it's my body, not yours. Exactly. And in this email, I thought it was pretty funny that they also added a whole section on. These are you. Know, these are your resources. These are all the ways that we can help you get educated and how basically they're trying to um, break down all this vaccine fear. And they're they're really they kept it's going not on fear. about the the issue is that I'm not afraid. Exactly. If I was afraid of COVID nineteen, I would get the vaccine. But I'm not because I've had COVID nineteen, and even then, even if I'd never had it. I wouldn't have been interested in the vaccine just like I wasn't back in February when I could have gotten it then. Absolutely. And they're trying to spin it like it's some sort of issue of uneducation amongst healthcare workers. Let me tell you, people that work in healthcare are educated. They are the first people to probably go and do some research, you know, or. Well, they work in know, healthcare. Yes, they work in healthcare in their. Um, you would expect a healthcare worker to be more aware of, you know, healthcare than the bureaucrats in the hospital that are issuing this mandate. Exactly. And the people who are issuing this mandate don't step foot in the hospitals. They probably haven't since COVID began. They've been hiding in their offices and we have been the ones on the front lines. We have been the ones working with COVID positive patients. We have been the ones seeing people get blood clots, strokes, seizures, you name it, Two days after getting the second dose of the vaccine, I'm the one seeing all of this. So, yeah, that's why I'm not getting vaccinated, because I'm seeing the repercussions of people who are getting vaccine reactions and they're not being labeled as vaccine reactions. But it doesn't take a uh, doesn't take a doctor to realize that if you get the second dose of the vaccine and two days later, you get develop a massive blood clot or get a stroke or have a heart attack two days after the vaccine and I'm seeing dozens of people who are having this happen just in my small yeah. community hospital. I mean, come on, let's it's it's kind of common sense like and 
obviously you have that real world experience to go off of, but not everybody works in a hospital, but you don't have to now because VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, um, the reporting system, they came out. side effects for adverse vaccine adverse event. I don't yeah. remember exactly yes. what it stands for. It's vaccine adverse effect, I think. But anyways, um. They just came out with their numbers, and they're just indisputable. This is the most dangerous vaccine that yeah. has ever been on the market since the 1990s. And that's the ones that are being reported. Yeah. Most of them aren't being reported. Well, even if the vaccine had you know, a one in trillion chance of giving me a blood clot or whatever, I still wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because that's more of a threat to me than COVID-19 is. I've had COVID-19. I know I will survive it if I somehow get it again. But... Based on everything we're seeing, I'm more immune to COVID-19 than the people out there who got vaccinated because I did get it. Yeah, you have natural immunity. And you know what's really scary that I also realized the other day? If you go onto Instagram and you type in hashtag natural immunity, it is blocked from you can't even see. You can't even see the tags. First, what pops up is... This is vaccine information like, oh, you don't want to look at stuff on natural immunity. Here's all of our resources. Click this link and we'll tell you all about the COVID-19 vaccine. But do you want to look at the tag anyways? And then obviously I clicked. Yes, I still want to look at the tag for natural immunity. And then it said it's the whole thing was blocked. Like you couldn't even look at any of the posts that were tagged. Hashtag natural immunity. They completely censored every single one of those posts. Get off Instagram. There isn't a decentralized alternative to Instagram as far as I'm aware, though. No, and there's, and that's what sucks because it's like, I don't want to use Facebook. I don't want to use Instagram. But it, there doesn't seem to be too many other widely used social media platforms. And I think there is something to be said for being able to reach a wider audience and oh, to absolutely. be able to reach quote unquote normies and people who aren't questioning the mainstream narrative. You know, I want to make my family members and, you know, my friends from high school and just like random strangers that I don't even know on the internet. I want to make people question these things and I want to educate people because let's be real here. If I'm just talking to libertarians, libertarians already know all this stuff. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree as well. There's been a lot of disagreement with libertarians, especially here in Keene, about exactly this issue. I'm more the type that, no, yes, Facebook sucks, but I can reach people there yeah. who aren't libertarians and who just might listen to me just, versus just using only our matrix.freetalklive.com, chat.freetalklive.com, where I'm I'm just preaching to the choir over yeah. there. I just said get off Instagram because, like, I don't know, it's just it's just kind of a time sink, but I do use it. <laughs> Instagram has and, always been my favorite. Like I deleted Facebook and haven't had like one moment of ever regretting it because I just didn't really like it. Like I was wasting my time and didn't like it. But Instagram has always been my favorite cuz like you said there really isn't a good alternative cuz there's not one there's not one where I can like customize my profile. Like Mastodon isn't like that. You can change your bio, you can change your picture, but it's not like a grid of pictures like what about Instagram. MySpace? Oh no! I mean, I mean, <laughs> no, let's bring MySpace back. That's a great. MySpace idea. was better than Facebook. I was so I was like took so long to move over to Facebook because I just didn't want to give it up. I liked having my Lady Gaga song playing when you clicked on my profile. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly true. MySpace never censored me. But what are your thoughts? I would rather see a decentralized alternative than jumping back to MySpace. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. There's more coming up here because we're talking vaccines and mandates and possible religious consumptions that are going to be hard to get. It's Free Talk Live. 
when a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson from BaneBooks.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, where you're invited to bring up whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 is the call in line for that. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. Nikki. And Bonnie. And I was just outside smoking and killing time. And the killing t- Facebook is really good at killing time. So when I'm out there smoking, that's just what I do. I, the Free State Project, I love it. But look, if you're one of these libertarians who's like, no, the state of New Hampshire needs to do more. They need to mandate that private employers can't require the vaccine. Then please stay in Texas or Louisiana or whatever, or whatever deeply conservative state you happen to be in. Because that's not free market. I'm totally okay with private companies, assuming they're actually private companies, requiring their employees to be vaccinated. Yeah. I don't like it, but it's their company. It's their property. They can set whatever rules they want as long as they don't violate people's rights. And that wouldn't violate people's rights because they're always free to go and get a different job. But there there are these libertarians out there, evidently, who want to see the state say, no, no one can mandate. No one can require their employees to be vaccinated. And I just can't get on board with that. I oppose mandates across the board, even when it's something I'm in favor of. Like, I'm in favor of companies not requiring their employees to be vaccinated, but do I want the government to force that on them? No. Yeah, Texas is doing that. Texas is apparently saying that companies can't mandate the vax. Yeah, and I'm not on board with that. I'm, I'm an advocate of free market principles, and there, there's nothing free market about that. But let's go to the phones. We have Dave calling. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, ladies. You keep referring to this whole thing as a vaccine when it is not technically a vaccine. You yep, are right. You're right about that. You are. I mean, it's just force of habit, man. The media is just constantly saying vaccine, so we find ourselves slipping it. Just like we could say the state instead of, you know, parasites, tyrants. <laughs> well, I hear a lot of people saying that uh, we've got borders between states when actually we have state lines. So Fair point as well. The definition of the thing is it is an mRNA gene therapy, and we've got uh, adult children and grandchildren whose careers and retirements are being threatened if they do not take this so-called vaccine. I did my due diligence. I went onto the FDA website. I dug deep, and I found a list of every approved vaccine ever done by the FDA and you know what is missing? What? Go figure. This whole jab thing that you guys are calling a vaccine. Wait, it's... It, but I'm confused. They don't have it on their website yet even though they approved it? They did not approve it. Emergency youth authorization re-upping does not constitute legal FDA I approval. think you may so- be running on... Fu- on- 
old information. Uh, the the FDA may years. just not have updated their website, but the FDA did give it full. They gave the Pfizer vaccine full approval about two months ago. I think it was. Yes, that's correct. The minority. Yes, I was trying hard not to remember what that word was. It's called comernity, believe it or not. And it's as of this morning when I went through the uh, FDA website and got the most recent copy paste all the list as well as copied and pasted the link because I have three persons in the family. The gentleman has got 25 years in the Air Force and he's about to retire. I don't doubt that that happened. I'm just saying a government being really slow to update their website would not be the, the, the worst thing I'd ever heard of the government being slow about. I can understand that because good enough for government work is what I dealt with for most of my career. However, what you have to present at the time when you are challenging their decisions, when you've got their own information placed before them. Who is they? If they said we approved it yesterday, the FDA. Okay. If we approved it yesterday, it should have been updated. Within 24 hours. Real time. It should have. They couldn't even update, make a website. I don't even update my websites within 24 hours of something happening. I, I wouldn't expect the government to do anything like six months at minimum is how long I would expect it to take the government to add comernity to their website as an approved vaccine. So it was officially approved August 23rd of 2021. So not even a month, actually. Yeah. Just without going through all the formal trials. I mean, probably not. It's impossible for it to go through all the trials because it hasn't even been out for long enough for it to go through all the trials. Exactly. My sister used to be the head of R&D for Amgen Pharmaceuticals, and it took 22, 23 years to get something new approved. She helped get it reduced down to five to eight years, and with what we've got going on, all those different stages of approval and trials have not been done. I, I don't have any issue with that. If someone wants to take a medication that hasn't been tested whatsoever, and it's just some random street vendor saying, hey, take this, it'll cure your cancer or whatever, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. The FDA rubber-stepping this and you know approving it without the trials, I don't particularly care about that because the FDA approval process has always been about just giving the FDA money in the first place. But even if it was... I don't think the government should be the gatekeeper between a person who wants to try something and a pharmaceutical company that has something for them to try. Thing is, is that they've got these gatekeeper things by legislation that they've got to go through. Yeah, but the legislation is immoral. So, yeah. so I don't care about it. They've got to go through the different stages, and if they are bypassing the entire system to say, well, you know what, since all the animals died, let's just try it on people and say it works. Well, Dave, if I that's, think you should look more into... Go ahead, Bonnie. I was just going to say, if that's what it takes to wake you up to the fact that FDA approval means nothing, then good for you. Yeah, I was going to say much the same. I think you should look up the FDA approval process. Look look for articles from 2017 and 2016 and before when, when people on the left were tremendously upset because Donald Trump told the FDA, hey, look... You have drugs waiting here that you know could could keep people alive, could cure their illnesses, and you're just holding on to them for five, six years doing unnecessary studies. Send them through. Let's get this going. And liberals were extremely upset about that. And it was one of the few things that Trump did that I liked because I think that 
I mean, obviously abolishing the FDA and just getting government out of the way in general is fine. But if they're going to have a government in the way, it should just attempt to be as quick and efficient as possible. Not stand in the way of someone who wants to try an experimental drug. If somebody wants to try an experimental, that's up to them. They've got to sign the consent form. There isn't just a consent form in most cases. In most cases, the FDA... taking the drug. Yeah. In most cases, the FDA approval thing actually is like a big thing in people's way. Like some people can't even just smoke marijuana when they have cancer because of the state they live in. Yeah, not to mention that a lot of this is just pay to play where a company can just pay the FDA a certain amount of money. I don't remember exactly how much it was, but to get their their drug rushed through the process. So the FDA system is certainly screwed up. Dave, thank you so much for the call tonight. I don't think that, you know, having them hold the COVID-19 vaccine for 10 years to do more trials or five years or even another year would have made much of a difference. It certainly wouldn't, wouldn't have affected me. Now, I will give you that 10 years from now, if people who got the COVID-19 vaccine or the mRNA gene therapy, as you rightly point out, is what it is, are still alive and still healthy, I'll say, okay, you know what? You're right. Turns out that thing may not have been so dangerous after all. But I'm not willing to put my body on the line to run that test. And that's what ultimately all of this is right now, whether the FDA says otherwise or not. The experiments are happening right now. And that's the real issue is that people are being threatened and coerced into getting this experimental mRNA gene therapy. And that's exactly what it is. If Pfizer was just like, hey, here's this thing. It'll vaccinate you against COVID-19. We promise. Yeah. Trust us. And people just went out and bought the vaccine and had it had it injected in them. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I would say, okay, you're you're a stupid, willing guinea pig, but whatever. To each their own. Yeah, but to threaten us and to tell us that we're horrible people and that we're that I'm we're dangerous and we're gonna murder people and this, that, and the other thing just because we don't want to be part of this experiment. Joe Biden's patience is wearing thin. And yeah. we kept these people alive through the pandemic. We served them, we fed them, we gave them health care through this pandemic. And suddenly, oh no, we're we're expendable after all. 603-283 is the calling line if you want to join us. It's absolutely disgusting. If people want to experiment with drugs, I'm all for it. But don't tell me that I have to. What are your thoughts? 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever you want. 603-283-6160. That's the call online for that. That's 603-283-6160. And I want to tell you about Odyssey because evidently uh, we have a fair number of viewers there. Significantly more viewers at Odyssey than we do on our YouTube channel. And that makes sense because YouTube is constantly giving us strikes for, quote, medical, medical misinformation And it's just a matter of time before they delete the channel entirely. And that's going to be true of Facebook and Twitch and DLife eventually as well. They just aren't doing it yet. So find us on Odyssey. You can do that at video.freetalklive.com. There we could technically be censored, but we won't be. And behind Odyssey is library where we actually cannot be censored. Odyssey is just sort of the web-based front end that accesses the library decentralized protocol from what I can gather. Wait, sorry, did you say we have more uh, viewers on Odyssey now? Yes, than we do. 
Cool. Like YouTube is currently sitting at like three or four in Odyssey. I don't know what the exact number is right now because I'm not watching it. But it was mentioned earlier that we have like 18 there or something, which isn't a huge number of viewers by any means. But it's important that it's happening at Odyssey and not any of these other, not any of these other platforms. So check that out, video.freetalklive.com. Our videos are going to continue streaming there. And presumably, even when Facebook kicks us off, even when Twitch, YouTube, DLive, and all of these other platforms kick us off, we'll be... Still over there at Odyssey. Find it at video.freetalklive.com. We also have Taylor calling from Texas. Taylor, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I um, I actually, I was going to talk about um, rejoining the workforce, but something that's been on my mind that's actually more pressing is, I don't know if you guys saw it or heard about it, um, just what's been going on in Australia for uh, oh, yes. just the abuse of human rights that they're doing over there. Oh, yeah. They're a full-blown um, police state. I mean, I didn't think it could yeah. get worse than what was going on. And then they were like, okay, we have this new app that you have to download, and it's going to text you randomly, and you have 15 minutes to respond with a selfie of you in your home, or we're sending the police to your door. I didn't think it could get to that level of police state. Yeah. Well, as uh, as someone with three kids um also i mean yeah that that's bad but when i saw videos of them literally ripping kids away from their parents to give them the shot oh my um, gosh i have not seen that yeah that's horrifying doing it and um yeah when i saw that i was like geez that could definitely happen here so you know i I don't know what people what's what it's going to take for people to wake up I don't either. It seems less likely that would happen here in the United States. I'm not putting it, you know, outside of the realm of possibility, but it certainly seems less likely simply because, you know, we have guns. We do have guns. And I hate saying that without any context whatsoever, but it is true that Australians and New Zealand very recently gave up their right to gun ownership. It wasn't that recent. Wasn't it like 1997? New Zealand was like last year or the year before, right right after the mosque shootings happened. I know that I learned about it in 2016 in Australia, and I thought it was 1997 when they like uh, they had some murder and they all just like they had a mass shooting like one and they gave up the right to have guns. I don't know the details of when Australia did it, but I know New Zealand's was very, very recent and... You know, it's, it's kind of a valid point. They're not pulling that crap here in the United States. They're instead using this even worse fascist approach of forcing government, uh, co- private companies to do the government's bidding for them instead of the government saying, hey, no, look, you have to get vaccinated, which would be horrible. And I think we can all agree on that. If the government came out and said, yes, every American citizen must get vaccinated or face a prison sentence until they get vaccinated. We would all go, oh my God, that's absolutely horrifying, and we're not going to put up with it. However, when they come, I said, every company that has more than 100 employees, which is a completely arbitrary number in the first place, why did they pick 100 employees? Why not 1,000 or 20? 20 would have cast a much wider net. So, And it makes perfect sense because companies with 100-ish employees, they don't have the legal team to fight against this. But a company the size of Walmart could fight against this. A company the size of, you know, with 20 employees also doesn't have the resources to fight against this, but they also don't have enough employees for it to really matter. But that's essentially what the government did. Biden came out and said, all companies with 100 or more workers must require 
their workers to get vaccinated. It's exactly the equivalent of coming out and saying, okay, everyone in the workforce has to get vaccinated. I, Joe Biden, have thereby decreed it. It's exactly the same result. Only in one of them, it sounds a little bit less like a dictator because he's telling private companies what they can and can't do. But there's no difference between Biden saying that and saying, hey, look, yeah, if you want to work, you have to be vaccinated. End of story. So I I don't think it's likely to happen here where we see kids being ripped away from their parents' arms or anything like that. But maybe we will have a point where companies are ripping kids out of parents' arms to give them the jabs on behalf of the federal government. I don't know. Get your kids out of the school system. That's one uh, place where they can put a you know pressure point. That's true as well. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for the call tonight. We also have David from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, last night I shared some uh, interesting law in the state of New Mexico that I wanted to educate people to because most people don't know. And I want to uh, add on to that one more little piece so people can understand uh, the shenanigans that go on in your family and children's courts. And uh, just in summary, last night I described a situation where in, in the uh, uh, event of uh, in my in the event of my uh, case, general custody. You, you know, you get divorced with children, and you split up, and you and you uh, fight over children. Uh, and in this case, my ex had moved in with the next guy, and they were uh, they had been married for about a year, and they filed to terminate my parental rights and adopt my children to the guy that she married, and that was before uh, Judge M. Monica Zamora. Uh, who uh, uh, sided against me and adopted my children to the step-parent, and I managed to get that reversed in a higher court, New Mexico Court of Appeals. Uh, Wexler, Bustamante, and Kennedy told Judge M. Monica Samora that she had broken the law, and he reversed the adoption, uh, and we were back to uh, just normal custody things. And one interesting thing in that case uh, that I brought up last night that I want to expand on was um, when a lawyer questioned me, I'm on the witness stand, the the opposing lawyer is questioning me, and he's asking me um, when I last saw my children, and two, have I paid any child support? And um, the the answer to both of those is no, I haven't seen my children recently, and no, I haven't paid any child support. That that lawyer was uh, ignoring the fact that Judge uh, Angela Jewell had written a court order saying that I can't see my children right now and I don't have to pay any child support right now. And they were conveniently ignoring that. And so here, in, to finalize it, uh, in New Mexico statutes, and most stat- state statutes are similar, New Mexico has a 32A518 implied consent or relinquishment. And it says that uh, if you have uh, not seen your children in more than three months, in the case of little children, and you haven't uh, provided for any support for them, then you're, you have given an implied consent to somebody adopting your children. And they were trying to use that law against me. Wow. That's messed up. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. 
Talk Live. You're invited to join us. Share your thoughts and opinions. 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. Nikki. And Bonnie. And I, I gotta be honest, I'm dreading what's to come, but I'm also looking forward to... I mean, just the the curious part of my brain is looking forward to what's going to come with these vaccine mandates from these companies, because I've seen a lot of these places and they just don't have the staff to fire people. If they do, they're going to close. We talked about a hospital the other night in Texas that is that is doomed no matter what they if they don't abide Biden's mandate, then they end up breaking Abbott's. And if they don't abide Abbott's, they end up breaking Biden. So they're going to be fined or shut down or have money taken from them one way or the other. It's lose, lose. There's nothing they can do to come out of this situation in a good way. Just because you brought up Abbott, I don't want to change the subject, but I just want to let you guys know Matthew McConaughey is probably uh, running for governor of Texas and all my friends want to vote for him. It's ridiculous. I don't know anything about Matthew McConaughey. He is awful. I don't really know anything about his politics. I just know he lives in Austin, and I was like, oh, God, it's ridiculous. I don't ridiculous. know anything about his politics either. I just know of him as an actor, and he's just awful. <laughs> really, one of the worst that I've ever seen. Don't you have to be a good actor to be a politician? Well, I don't I don't think the Terminator was really a very good actor. I mean, he was really only good at playing, like, the one role. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe not, but let's go to the phones. We have Brett calling from Virginia. Brett, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I just got my first COVID-19 vaccine on Saturday. Um, It's not a choice. It's more of an ultimatum. I mean, I've been with this company for a long time, and as of October 1st, if I wasn't fully vaccinated, they'd pay out all my vacation, and I have a month, 30 days, to think about my decision. Um, or I get, you know, terminated, job abandonment. So, you know, people's livelihood and stuff, what are you supposed to do? You know, you have a little bit of notice and you don't want to take this, but, you know, you still need to eat, have insurance. I mean, it's a domino effect and it's not a choice. It is, and they know it. I mean, with 50% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck, a a lot of people don't have savings to rely on in order to stand up to this. However, um, inflation and all i mean are you at one of the neighborhoods are changing i'm in northern virginia and yeah are you are you in an industry that is or in a company that is short-staffed um i wouldn't say i mean kind of in certain areas they do have different types of people that do different things medically so um in certain areas i would say but i mean everybody is i mean you can see it. you can't even go into dunkin donuts sometimes you have to go through the drive-thru they won't even let you in yeah. So. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts is super popular here in New England and all of the Dunkin' Donuts here in Keene. And I say that because there are, there are at least three here in Keene. Yeah. I think there are four if you count the one out on nine. <laughs> it is New England. They, they have all closed their lobbies as far as I'm aware. Yeah. And offering drive through only. And, it, and it's not because of COVID-19 protocols or anything like that. It's because they just don't have the staff to clean the tables and yeah. have that extra register open. Right. You have like what a 30 minute lunch break and then you go out and you're sitting there for 25 minutes waiting for your lunch that you're paying $15 for. It's just I don't know. Yeah. So these people, they, they don't they don't really have the staff, I don't think, to actually implement these mandates in any meaningful capacity. If they really well, they want- weren't joking, I was out. I mean, like they're I'm 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 actually getting paid out because I got the vaccine, but I'm not going to be fully vaccinated until later on in the month. So I have to wait. They're going to basically put me on you know, 
unpaid leave to make me think about my decision there. Wow, so, really? So even yeah. at the hospital that I work at, we have until November 1st to get just the first dose. It's October 1st for uh, wow. larger houses in Northern Virginia. I'm really sorry that you were put in that position. That's really terrible. And, you know, a lot of people are right there with you that they've yeah. had to take the vaccine or this mRNA gene therapy and they, they really didn't want to. But it's people it's it's scary, you know, when you have kids or a mortgage or, you know, just your livelihood being put in, at stake. It's it's a hard decision to make. Right. Someone on YouTube has asked, you know, that, you what know, what do I, people think is in these vaccines? What are non-vaxxers scared of? I'm not scared of anything, and that that's the issue. I, I want to point out again, the, the issue here is that we're not afraid of COVID-19. Yeah, I had it. Why would I put an extra thing in my body? I mean, this guy, this caller, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but right. I totally understand that you felt that you were coerced into getting it and i'm really sorry it's it's horrible if, even if nothing happens to you you were still violated absolutely brett thank you hoping, like what you said earlier you know hopefully nothing happens to me you know in 10 years but i tried to do my research to get the least one and that johnson and johnson can cause you know an autoimmune disorder where your own body attacks your nerves and i mean that's just ridiculous yeah yeah well brett thank you so much for the call tonight my heart goes out to all the people who who aren't willing to risk getting fired in order to avoid getting the vaccine. And again, it's not because any of us are concerned. Some of us are concerned about what possible side effects the vaccines had. As I said earlier, I don't care if it's one in trillion chance of getting a blood clot. That's still too high compared to the 0% chance that I have from COVID-19, which I have had and recovered from and have no fear of whatsoever. Yes, and natural immunity is more effective than artificial immunity. And I want to be absolutely clear when I say that natural immunity is more effective. My doctor was just telling me uh, she completely agrees with my decision not to get it because I already had it. She said, don't let people tell you you can't get COVID again. You can, but it will be months um, from the time you had it last and it'll be way less severe than even the first time. And I was like, oh, cool, because the first time it was like allergies. Yeah, yeah, if the vaccine can work against multiple strains of COVID-19, then so can natural immunity. I would argue that natural immunity is probably more effective at it because our bodies have had, you know, hundreds of thousands of years to figure out how to deal with this. And scientists have had like 30 since the discovery of RNA. I don't remember exactly when that happened, but it wasn't as long ago as people think. And 30 years later, now it's true that we went from barely flying an airplane 100 feet to putting someone on the moon in like 50 years. But did we? I, I think so, yes. I, I, I think, I think so. the satellites in orbit and all of that at this point and the International Space Station make it pretty clear that if we wanted to, we could put someone on the moon. But whether whether we did or not, you know, the technological advancements in the last century have been absolutely incredible. But I don't think humans are at a level where they're ready to start experimenting with our own genes. And I've just seen this go wrong a lot of the times even just like regular medications the side effects of some of these medications and the lifelong things that are even just you know all of the liver damage and the kidney damage that is happening from a lot of the medications and therapies that people are on i mean it kills them it does and uh that was one of the things i saw when uh, I, I don't remember the detail uh, sleepwalking one of the things that people re- were recommending was Ambien, 
which oh, has God. all sorts of side effects that I don't want to have anything to do. I, I don't Including want- sleepwalking. Really? Yes, it does have sleepwalking <laughs> as a side effect. Why would I take something to treat sleepwalking that could cause sleepwalking? Just like the um, antidepressant meds. This yeah. is going to make you more depressed and maybe homicidal and maybe suicidal and it's going to kill your kidneys and your liver and it's going to make you a complete numb zombie of a human being, but... I was barely Take paying attention one day back when I wasn't using an ad blocker or something on YouTube and this medicine commercial played and I, like I said, I was barely paying attention. So I have no idea what it was trying to treat, but the list of possible side effects included death. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, can it, can whatever it's treating be worse than death? Yeah, and a lot of it could cause you to go coma. It could cause you to die. And what yeah. what are they trying to cure here? That death is an acceptable side effect. Yeah, and it's. I think uh, we have had some really great medical advancements, and we do have some really awesome life saving technology in medicine that has been developed that I, I think is amazing. And if it's used properly, it's great. But I think we've gone really far away from being natural. And I think that's kind of the best way is to be as natural as possible. If you need these medications, if you need these operations and stuff, you know, it shouldn't be a chronic long-term thing. Absolutely. But what are your thoughts? 603-283-6160. Maybe death is an acceptable side effect. Are you on any of these crazy medications? Give us a call. Let us know. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to weigh in, share your thoughts and opinions, 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria, Nikki, and Bonnie. And I'm going to tell you about Bitcoin.com. It is the best place to go to learn about cryptocurrency. Head on over, click Get Getting Started at the top of the page. Just take a few minutes out of your day to learn about this important world-changing information. But if you already know about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin.com still has something for you. Stay up to date on all of the news and headlines that are relevant to you and your cryptocurrency interests. All on a sleek and easy to use website. You can find that and more at Bitcoin.com. Now, I happen to be of the position as these vaccine mandates are beginning to come out from employers saying, hey, you have to be vaccinated by this date or, or you're going to be fired. I'm of the position that Employees are best served because, as I said earlier, if someone isn't vaccinated at this point in this, it's because they don't want to be vaccinated. Stand your ground. Make them fire you. Because I've been out there in the workforce through this entire pandemic, and I don't think there are very many companies out there who can actually afford to fire the roughly 20% of employees that don't want to get vaccinated. At some of these places, they have a staff of operate, an operating staff of like 10 people. And you're talking about basically firing two of them? I don't think they can do it. I, don't, I, I honestly don't think they can comply with the vaccine mandate. And I suspect if you stand your ground, your supervisor, your manager, or whoever will, will, t- will tell their superior that they've seen your vaccination card and you're vaccinated and leave it alone. I suspect that would be the result. And if you don't have savings, go on... And they fire you. Okay, start saving now. If they fire you, you can go on unemployment. Yes. Yeah, but make sure, and that's the thing. That's why, like, 
I always tell people, wait for them to fire you. Don't quit. Because... Definitely force them to fire you. And it's not job abandonment if they put you on unpaid leave and then you don't change your decision about getting vaccinated as the last caller was talking about. He's like, well, then it's job abandonment. I don't think that would hold up with the unemployment office. No. It's like they put you on unpaid leave and then they told you you couldn't come back. That's telling you you can't come back. That's firing you. And I'm taking this whole thing as a blessing in disguise. I've spent a lot of time being really, really sad and really upset about possibly losing my job because I love what I do. I love taking care of people. And, you know, there's there's moments throughout the workday where I just think like, wow, November 1st is probably going to be my last day. And I'm really, really going to miss working in this setting and just being able to take care of people. But I've started to kind of change that narrative in my mind to this is a blessing in disguise. This is going to help me start my own business where I can also help take care of people. Like I don't have to give up taking care of people and doing what I love, but I can do it in a healthier way for me and I can stand my ground and keep my morals. And to me, like that's more important. I think it's absolutely just a solid fact of life that no one can make you do anything. Like my little brother, he had, he's in the Air Force. He had a at first, when it first started being just a rumor, he was like, no, I'm not going to take it. Then he had a moment where he was like, it looks like they're going to make me take it. And I just told him, nobody can make you do anything. Don't be a cuck for the government, even though you already kind of are because you're in the military. Well, they can't put a gun to your head and make you do something. But they aren't. I mean, even, okay, like, they're not going to put a gun to somebody's head over this. But even if somebody does mm-hmm. put a gun to your head, you still can make a decision like you did. That's true. Yeah. I guess so. I but it wasn't, I don't think it was any sort of principled stand that I made the decision not to comply with the FBI. That's what you're alluding to, I guess, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Was, the FBI. Yeah, when the FBI kicked in my door at like six in the morning and they told me to drop the blanket that I was holding that was the only thing I was wearing and I refused to do it while they were, in fact, pointing guns at me. I I don't know. I, I guess in a certain context, it was, you know, taking a stand or trying to be or being brave or whatever, but... To me, it was just, no, I'm just not doing that. And I I tend to think it was because I had just woken up that I was less compliant. But my my situation, I feel like I was the complete opposite. I was more compliant because I had just woken up because the FBI was pointing the guns at me and said, put that dog down. And I just did it. And I think about that like seriously every day. And I'm like, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't. And And I don't know. Nobody did say to me, well, if you didn't and they shot you, you'd still be dead. But yeah, I don't know. That's true, but... I'm happy the way it turned out. Like, they didn't shoot my dog. Sorry, I definitely changed the subject a lot. But my main point was, nobody can make you take this vaccine. I mean, nobody's putting a gun to somebody's head to make them not take the vaccine. So you really are making the choice no matter what. And if you make the choice that is right for yourself, and you know that it's right in your heart, then things are going to work out for you. That's just how the world works. Well, I mean, the economy that we have here, let, let's say you have a, a father of three and a mother of three. I mean, and they live together and they're both working and trying to pay the bills and they're barely scraping by living paycheck to paycheck as 50% of Americans do. They have three kids to look after. They can't just think about their own interests and their own unwillingness to get the vaccine. So there may not be an actual gun to their head, but the the government has been manipulating the economy and the circumstances that we live in so intensely for the last century that there's a metaphorical gun to people's heads yeah 50 percent of these americans living paycheck to paycheck with trying to raise families as most americans are trying to raise families 
they just can't they just can't risk getting fired over something like this. So one of my friends who is also in the medical freedom movement in the local area, uh, someone was asking him, aren't you afraid of losing your job over this? Like, what about your kids? Like, I can't believe you're going to, you know, choose not getting the vaccine over like money for your kids, whatever. And he said, no, I'm doing this for my children, because if I get sick and if I die from this whatever this is, this mRNA gene therapy, that's my kids aren't going to have a father. So I, that's that's why. And in another sense, if people aren't standing up against this and not just quitting their jobs, standing up and making them fire them, then the future, the generations that are younger than us, they have to live in this world and it's going to be all they know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're going to be forced to, they're going to have absolutely no freedom. They're going to have to just do exactly what's told of them and if we keep down this like public school ish path that we're going on with children just being brainwashed, yeah, I don't see they're that not even going to fight back. They're they're just going to be like, oh, this is the way it is. It's going to be like 1984. Like nobody's going to know any better. This is just the way the world is. If you question anything, you're going to get shot on sight. And like this is the path that we're going down. So that's why it's so important to fight back and to take a stand for freedom and to take a stand for what you truly believe in. I mean, even if a person is wrong, right, and you, you raise a number of really good points there, you won't get shot in the streets for saying something that is against the state narrative at this point. But they will do everything in their power to silence you, in, including taking your radio show down for yeah. at least a full day, including weaponizing YouTube and Facebook. And because there was a story, the the White House spokesperson admitted that the U.S. government is monitoring Facebook and finding pro- posts that they think are problematic and getting them to Facebook so that Facebook can remove them. The government is directly censoring people's First Amendment rights here. Whether Facebook is complying with it or not, and whether they're a private company or not, is irrelevant. At the, at the moment the government says, hey, take this post down and Facebook complies, they stop having the right to be called a private company at that point. That they're, they're a stooge of the government. That's fascism. And it's already happening where you can't say anything that they don't like without, like like we talked about earlier, our Free Talk Live YouTube channel is constantly yeah. getting strikes. As soon as, one it, as soon as one expires, we get another. Yeah, and then exactly. we stop streaming for three months because we get up to two strikes and like, hey, if you get another, we're deleting your entire channel. And it's like, well, we don't really want to lose all of that content. Although now I think it's all on library anyway. So yeah. it's like, why bother? But it's it's ridiculous that you can't even express an opinion that isn't even incorrect, right? If it was if it was incorrect information, they would use the word incorrect, but they don't. They call it misinformation, which just means you're spreading information that they don't want you to spread. But even if it was wrong, does that matter? I mean, even if I were in theory, you know, saying all this stuff and it was all lies, that's my right to do that. Yes, but if you're out there on YouTube telling your followers to drink bleach to cure COVID-19, yeah, uh, that, that's a bit of a gray area, and I'm not I sure. I guess so. Yeah, I could see a public, I mean, a private business like wanting to take something like that down. Yeah, but, but I think yeah. that, but it's going, you know, a lot farther beyond that. It's like you post a meme on Facebook, and they're like, "Nope, uh, we're censoring this content," and you know, this is disturbing content or whatever the word they or use like for it. Nicki Minaj, she didn't lie. She told, uh, I mean, to my knowledge, she didn't lie. She told a story about her cousin's experience. She tweeted. My cousin's friend got the COVID vaccine and became impotent. His 
um, testicles swelled twice the size, and he had to cancel his wedding. And Nicki Minaj got blocked from Twitter for that. Dude, it's way dumber than that. One of my Facebook memories came up a few days ago of the time uh, Roach was actually banned from Facebook for saying, man, I love... (laughs) No, he said, I love ducks, but man, are they stupid. And Facebook suspended him for three days for calling ducks. That's right. (laughs) Quack, quack, ducks. Stupid. It's Free Talk Live. This message is for you if you are a polyamorous person or you're in an open relationship and you are struggling with jealousy, loneliness, and communication problems. Hello, my name is Jeremy West, and I am a polyamory coach with degrees in psychology and communications and five years of experience with polyamory. And for a limited time, I'm teaching a free online class just for polyamorous people or people in open relationships where you will discover a new, simpler, and unique way to uncover the secret that experienced poly people know about jealousy that you must know too, stop feeling lonely when your partner is out with another partner, and use the four key elements that will change the way you communicate forever. No more crying yourself to sleep when you're alone for a night, a weekend, or longer, and wondering if it's better to go back to a monogamous relationship. Sound good? Well then, go to jeremywest.net slash free class and register for my class now. Again, that's jeremywest.net slash free class, jeremywest.net slash free class. Free Talk Live! It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us. 603-283-6160. That's the call online. 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. Nikki. And Bonnie. And you know, I jokingly said probably about a year ago that I was hoping to next see the Walmarts, the CVS pharmacies, all of these major corporations have to shut down for the pandemics and just let the mom and pop stores have a few months to make all the money because that's what happened in the early onset of the pandemic. And I realized it was a really long time ago, so you have to think really hard to remember it. But there was a time when it was basically just major corporations that were allowed to be open and your little mom and pop stores, they they were closed out for two weeks. And it occurs to me that with this vaccine mandate, people could quit their jobs and go to work for a company with fewer than 100 employees, like one of these mom and pop places, and could help bring more life to these to, to these smaller companies that honestly need a moment with all of the inflation going on and having to shut down last year in order to regain their footing. I think that'd be great for the mighty Moose Smart. So if you're actually opposed to all of this nonsense, I think we have our path in front of us now. Find these places that have fewer than 100 employees and exclusively shop at those places. There is actually a website that, um, I forget the exact name of the website, but basically it is filled with jobs that are not requiring the vaccine. That's awesome. And we should we should find out what those are and we should be shopping at those places because they're hiring people who don't have to be vaccinated. And by shopping at those places, we give them calls to hire more people as they get fired from their corporate jobs for ha- their company having more than 100 employees. That to me, that could work. It would require too much coordination to actually work, but it's a realistic path forward to just stop spending money at these places that require the vaccine of their employees. And it's not that hard to find out which ones have fewer than 100 employees and which ones don't. 
or just ask the staff if you're unsure. Hey, do, do they require you to be vaccine to work, vaccinated to work here? Most people would probably honestly answer the question. But some places aren't willing to comply. And, it's, it, and we're sort of right here to say all of this because they, they don't have the staff to yeah. risk losing employees with a vaccine mandate. You have an article about this, Nikki. I do. Some hospitals are foregoing vaccine mandates to avert staffing shortages. The market for healthcare labor, strained by more than a year and a half of coping with the pandemic, continues to be pinched. In the rural northeastern corner of Missouri, a hospital has been so low on staff that they've sometimes had to turn away patients amid a surge in COVID-19 cases. The National COVID Staffing Crunch means CEO Dr. Randy Tubler has hired more travel nurses to fill in the gaps. And the prices are steep. What he called crazy rates of $200 an hour or more, which Tobler said his small rural hospital cannot afford. I can attest, yeah, travel nurses make $200 an hour or more. What is a travel nurse? Um, a nurse that takes a contract in a different area or at a different hospital. So they work with an agency. So say if I had a license to work in New York City during the pandemic, I could have gone to a New York City hospital, work in the ICU, making like some of these nurses were making like five, six thousand dollars a week, which is a lot more than a nurse on average would be making. I think the typical RN in the United States makes like sixty dollars an hour. So it's sort of like a free net, freelance nurse. Yep, basically. Okay. So um, a little over 60 percent of his staff is fully vaccinated. Even as covid cases rise, though, a vaccine mandate is out of the question. If that becomes our differential advantage, we probably won't have one until we're forced to have one, Tobler said. Well, yeah, that's roughly 40% of his staff that isn't vaccinated. Yep. And he also says, maybe that's the thing that will keep nurses here. As of Thursday, about 39% of U.S. hospitals have announced vaccine mandates, said Colin Milligan, a spokesperson of the American Hospital Association. Across Missouri... That's lower than I would have expected, honestly. 39%. 39%. I would expect yeah. it closer to 70 or 80%. But a lot of them are still working on it. They're still working on their mandates, as you pointed yeah, out Yeah, I wonder... Earlier. So this is from August 30th. So this was relatively recent. I'm wondering how much time they have because the Biden, whatever his plan, his COVID-19 relief plan, I wonder how long the hospitals have yeah, I don't to know get their deadline. staff I'm sure there vaccinated. is a deadline. Otherwise, they lose funding. Which, you know, it sucks that they they put themselves in a position where so much of their funding is coming from the government. That was unwise because now the government holds the purse strings and can say, hey, do this or we stop giving you money. All the more reason that, you know, states throughout the United States should secede from the United States because they will withhold that purse string from your state as well. Our friend Will was saying how we need to teach this lesson to like future generations the fact that OSHA started off being uh, sold to people like, oh, we're just going to be making sure every uh, company is safe. Or it's just going to be make sure people don't stand on chairs. And that's all OSHA is. That's all. Now it's literally being the thing that Joe Biden is using to in- in- enact, um, you know, his word as law like a monarch. Yeah. In like what? 20 years. Well, the, the Patriot Act went the same way. It was supposed to, you know, just be... Yeah limited to helping fight terrorism. And the next thing you know, there's 
Edward Snowden talking about this massive, massive dragnet across the internet yeah. where the NSA is monitoring pretty much every communication being sent. So, I mean, government, this is what they do. They get power and they abuse it. Yeah, and these bills are just getting worse and worse and worse. Like, they, I think the new one just had, like, something crazy, like 800 pages or something, and they only had two hours to review it. The co- people in Congress only had two hours to review it. Very similar to the Affordable Care Act, where it was put in front of them. Yeah. They, they weren't allowed to read it until after they voted on it. Yeah, oh my God. which doesn't, that is, I can't even believe that. I, I can't believe that there is any politician that votes on a bill that they haven't read, or at least had a trusted member of their staff read. It's well, like, they're dude, probably getting paid off, so they don't really care what it says. Yeah. Wait, so Ron Paul, wasn't he like in the Senate? I mean, was he a senator? Wasn't he a senator he was in during the, that time? He was in the House of Representatives. Okay, so wasn't he, did he vote on the Obamacare without reading it? I don't think he was still in the House of Representatives then. Oh, okay. But if if he was, he would have voted no. Mm. Yeah, which course. is what you should do if you're told to. You have to vote on this thing, and I can't tell you yet what what is in this thing. Mm. Vote no. Yeah, that's a that's how they hide nasty stuff yeah. in that thing. So going back to the article, obviously it's going to be a real challenge for these small rural hospitals to mandate a vaccine when they're already facing such significant workforce shortages, says Alan Morgan, head of the National Rural Health Association. Without vaccine mandates, this could lead to a desperate cycle. Areas with fewer vaccinated residents likely have fewer vaccinated hospital workers, too, making them more likely to be hard hit by the Delta variant sweeping America. In the short term, mandates might drive away some workers, but the surge could also squeeze the hospital workforce farther as patients flood in and staffers take sick days. I just can't get behind this whole Delta variant thing. Like, I knew way more people that got COVID during 2020 than any of the last, like, six months. Like, I don't believe this Delta variant thing at all. I think it's just a thing that they made up to uh, excuse the fact that there are people in the hospitals right now for vaccine injuries. I, I have a friend who lives in, I think, Seattle or Oregon or Portland, Oregon. I, I don't remember exactly where, but she's fully vaccinated. She did all of the social distancing. She did all the mask wearing. She she did all of that. She She was a good girl. Fully obeyed. Just tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, and I know a lot of people like that. I know a lot of people. Um, one of the girls that I did my yoga teacher training program with, so I'm assuming she's probably a healthy girl if she's did, you know, whatever, yoga instructor. But uh, she got both doses of her vaccine and she tested positive for COVID. That's why they're urging you not to get tested or that's why they're allowing you to not get tested. Yeah. The, the festival that I'm going to here in a few days says you have to either be vaccinated or pass a recent COVID-19 test showing that you don't have the vaccine in full disregard of the fact that vaccinated people can get and spread COVID-19 despite being vaccinated. It's just it's just licensing the vaccinated to spread COVID-19 unchecked. Yep. 603-283-6160. Maybe we should throw our politicians in the trash. We got a story about that. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us, talk about whatever you want, or you can talk about what we've been discussing, which is just the reality that a lot of places don't have the staff to require their employees to be vaccinated. 
So if, there, if, if, if ever there was a time to stand your ground, it's now. But before we move on to talking about how soft we are in America, I want to tell you about Intercoin because we told you about it last year, and now it can help any business or organization launch, your, launch their own cryptocurrency or to raise money using their own token. Now Intercoin.org has launched worldwide. So if there's a token you want to launch or an app you want to build, go to Intercoin.org, enter your email, and the team there will get in touch with you and learn about your needs. And while you're there, you might want to pick up some Intercoins for yourself. That's Intercoin.org, I-N-T-E-R, coin.org. Now, the reason I say America's may be too soft is because we are extremely divisive here in the United States, especially on the internet. However, we're not tarring and feathering politicians. <laughs> and Americans used to do that. And I want to stress here because when you say you're dumping tar on someone, it sounds like it's going to be a really painful experience, right? But I actually learned this as a result of some some witch movie I watched last year, last September or something, which caused me to look into tarring and feathering because the person, they dumped tar on him and he just sort of ran off, not screaming, just embarrassed. So I was like, well, what is tarring and feathering then? Because it sounds like it would be extremely painful. Until you explain this, I always thought that it was boiling hot like rocks. Yeah, but in general, they just used room temperature tar. And it was, yeah. it was something more similar to like tree sap or something, something mm. extremely s- sticky, not necessarily boiling hot tar, which would kill them. I right. still think that I would. Like- I don't know. I just watched a movie. I know. I know this is just a movie, but I forget what it was called. But I just watched a movie with Matt um, about people who, during uh, prohibition, they were making like moonshiners, uh, and they tar and feathered somebody, and he definitely all of his skin melted off, and he died. So, well, that was just a movie, but I also wouldn't be surprised that people who were operating in the black market in the moonshiner industry, you know were more vicious than people who were doing this out in public were. Yeah. Because politicians were being tarred and, and feathered in public. And you didn't want to kill them. You just wanted to embarrass them and say, hey, you did something bad. Yeah. And now and you look like a chicken. Trying to make a point. Yeah. yeah. So tarring, fe- tarring and feathering, I'm not opposed to it in theory because it doesn't have to hurt them. <laughs> but anyway, that's what Americans used to do. Now we just ignore the horrific things our politicians are doing and i don't care whether you're on the left or the right the politicians that you think represent you are doing stupid terrible things that you definitely disapprove of and you're just saying okay yeah but they're really good on health care or oh yeah but biden biden sucks and he's senile but he's really good on those lgbt issues that's not true in other parts of the world, though. In other parts of the world, uh, they're being a little more direct with their politicians and expressing their frustration with them. So this is an article from NBCNews.com. Angry mob tosses Ukrainian politician into the trash. Yes, you heard that right. They literally tossed him into a trash can. Where Pro- politicians belong. Exactly. <laughs> Like the trash they are. Protesters shouting profanities threw out a neatly dressed statesman into a trash can on the streets of Kiev. Did they, what was the protest? What does it say? Um, it was, they were just sick of his policies. Okay. So cool. having a history of authorizing bills, placing restrictions on anti-government protests and criminalizing libel did not appear to play well in his favor. 
Protesters shouting profanities tossed the neatly dressed lawmaker into the trash can, <laughs> dousing him with water and cloaking him with a tire. <laughs> and doing what with a tire? Cloaking him. So I guess putting it around his neck or okay. something. Oh my God. So he was ultimately able to crawl out of the bin and escape the mob. So he did. Well, he I'm was gl- he was able to uh, to escape. I hope there's a video of that, of a politician crawling out of a trash can and running away from the people. Well, I'm glad the guy wasn't hurt, right? I mean, there's yeah. certainly worse things that a mob could have done to him. But it sounds like he was making laws and such that people weren't allowed to protest him. And the people who wanted to protest him, rightly upset by that, picked him up and threw him into the trash. <laughs> well, and it's a it's a good message, too, because these people clearly wanted free speech. They wanted to be able to speak out against their government if they felt it necessary. So they clearly made their message known. They certainly did that. And I would love to see some more making our messages known. We don't have to pick up politicians and throw them into the trash. Just... Stand your ground. Just don't obey yeah. and do what you believe is right. They they can't arrest everyone. And the, an employee employer certainly can't fire 20% of their staff in, in the current economic situation that we're in. There they, just aren't enough people to go around. It's not necessary to be violent. And I would characterize this as violent. It wasn't as violent as it could have been. But it isn't, it's not necessary to be violent in the first place. Do you guys remember when, I think it was in Iraq, one of the journalists threw a shoe at George Bush? I don't, yeah. I don't know that it was a journalist. I thought it was an Iraqi citizen. And there's actually a lot of history behind that. It, I, I don't remember the name of Mohammed's youngest wife. I don't. Her name is escaping Aaliyah. me. Is that it? I believe so. But she was upset about someone who was insulting Mohammed, so she took off her shoe and threw it at him. Wait, so, Aisha? Sorry. Aisha, yes, that's it. Yeah. So you. one of my friends is from Lebanon, and she said that it's like a common thing in a lot of Middle Eastern cultures. If you're, if someone is being untruthful or insulting you, it's common to take off your shoe and throw it at them. Yeah. And it so. ultimately stems from that story with Aisha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting custom, and you know, it's not going to hurt them. And I have to admit, the video of seeing George W. Bush getting a getting a shoe thrown at him. Is pretty humorous. I wish that he didn't dodge it so well. He just dodges it perfectly. And I just, I mean, it's not like I wish it hit him. I wish it hit him. (laughs) (laughs) I like to picture this politician that, you know, they said they cloaked him with a tire. Do you remember any of the, I want to say it was a cartoon where someone would like have a tire just thrown across their body and then their arms were like stuck inside the tire and they couldn't really like move. (laughs) I like to imagine that's what that meant. It's like they threw him in the trash, took a tire and said, no. Here's your here's your crown, and it's a tire that's just wrapped around his entire body like a hula hoop. And, and then, then eventually he just like waddles waddles away. out yeah. of the <laughs> trash and rolls away. So hopefully, at least it will have some impact. But I can't imagine if if the politician who did this was already writing laws that said, "Hey, you can't prote- protest my tyranny," and then got pushed back against it at a protest. I imagine he's only going to get tighter in his grip yeah but i love how it just really shows that they don't have control they i mean bureaucrats yeah it's curious that there were no police protecting him or the ukrainian military or something like that that the mob was able to get to him and to inflict bodily (laughs) harm to a minor though it was yeah but it was bodily harm. but still that would never ever happen to a politician in america 
I don't know, the January the 6th thing, if they had wanted to, they could have gotten their hands on some politicians. But they didn't want to, as far as I can tell. It certainly wasn't an insurrection or a riot like you see in other countries that have insurrections and riots. When we get back, we're going to talk about religious exemptions, though, and how hard they could be, because even an Amish case is showing that it may not, you just may not qualify for an exemption. It's Free Talk Live. Breaking weather news. Belize is sunny and around 82 degrees every day this week. What's the forecast for your life? If current politics and economic prospects are cramping your freedom, escape to the tropics. ECI Development has affordable second homes for you to own or rent in Belize and other tropical countries. Places with stable governments and growing economies. Secure your freedom now. To find out more, send an email to ftl at ecidevelopment.com. Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us. Share your thoughts and opinions. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And I want to say thank you to Andy Loy, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that Andy is a member of the AMP program. You can find out more about it at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. Money used there is used strictly to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live to get us on more radio stations, to get more podcast downloads in general, to help the show reach a larger audience. So if you value the ideas of liberty reaching people and you value being able to just call a national radio show and express your opinions, you might consider joining the AMP program. That's amp.freetalklive.com, as Andy has done. It only takes $5 per month. That gets you in. amp.freetalklive.com. Again, amp freetalklive.com. Now, I hold that I have a religious exemption to not the vaccine per se, but to being told that I have to do things to my body or have things put into my body without my consent. To me, that seems pretty rock solid from a, from a philosophical standpoint, but because I'm a Satanist, I actually do have a religion that explicitly says that. It's the fourth tenet of the Satanic Temple's seven fundamental tenets. It's one's, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone, which is inexplicably clear. It doesn't get clearer than that. But other, I'm rare in that I'm a Satanist who actually you know, supports those ideas, where most of them are like the Church of Satan, and they're doing everything they can to worship the state without realizing it. Other people like the Amish, though. What about the Amish? That's where it gets interesting, and I have a story about that. New mandates could force millions of Americans to get the coronavirus vaccine, but exemptions may be available for those who have a medical condition or a sincerely held religious belief that prevents them from getting vaccinated. No. See, it doesn't have to be a belief that prevents you from getting vaccinated. It has to be a belief that you have the right to make decisions about yourself. In our world of bureaucrats gone wild, what counts as, quote, a sincerely held religious belief is anything but simple. A recent case unrelated to the pandemic illustrates the point when an Amish community in Minnesota sought a religious exemption from state water control regulations, power-hungry bureaucrats denied the religious exemption, claiming that the group's religious beliefs 
were not sincerely held. So presumably the Amish wanted to collect rainwater or dig a stream or something. And the state of Minnesota was like, no, you don't sincerely believe this. It's interesting that that happened in Minnesota rather than Pennsylvania, where I I believe the Pennsylvania government would have said, okay, yeah, that's fine, whatever. But they have cracked down on the Amish before. The Amish don't live like most Americans. They deliberately lack the modern conveniences we enjoy. When the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency targeted one of the most traditional Amish communities for failing to comply with a water treatment mandate. Ah, so they they just weren't treating the water with whatever chemicals the, the state wanted them putting in. Well, and probably living for hundreds of years in the same land without, you know, developing third eyes or whatever. Probably. It, the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency threatened to, quote, displace the Amish from their homes, move all of their possessions, and declare their homes uninhabitable if they did not comply. So evict wow. them, throw out their stuff. Condemn their homes. And condemn their homes. And that's a big deal for Amish people, too, because a lot of, I mean, there's a wide range of different um, types of Amish people, but typically... The houses are passed down for like hundreds of, you know, generation after generation after generation. So that's a family house. And that's, I mean, it's terrible to throw anybody out of their house, but I think it's especially yeah, it's, bad in this case. I think the government might be cracking down on the Amish in general right now because me and Captain and Chris covered a story like two weeks ago of the government cracking down on an Amish farm that has had no complaints by its customers. I mean, it's not just a farm they sell meat. And uh, the they want them to give them all. The government wants them to give them all the same, you know, antibiotics and everything that they uh, say they need. Even though the they, they have been in existence for over a hundred years and they haven't had, you know, complaints from their customers. But the government is threatening to sue them like a hundred thousand dollars a day. Jesus. Wow. Our nation is founded on principles of religious tolerance and free exercise of religion. Our Bill of Rights protects these individual rights. And Congress has enacted statutes to strengthen those protections, but none of them are as strong as what the New Hampshire state constitution says about one's right to religious freedom, which I don't have in front of me, but it's, it's pretty tight. Generally, applicable laws and regulations may not govern where they intrude, and the stupid pop-up just took the article I was reading away from me and took me halfway down the page as a result. Generally, applicable laws and regulations may not govern where they intrude or burden the free exercise of religion. We see the point in a Dilbert comic about jury selection. Interesting choice. A potential juror tells the judge, Your Honor, it is against my religion to judge others. Only God may judge. The judge excuses the juror. Another potential juror, noticing how easily the first candidate was excused, exclaims, Ooh, I just changed my religion. But it's a valid point, and it was why I loved doing Call to Freedom for so long with an evangelical Christian and a Muslim imam and the trans-Satanist. It was because their laws that they choose to obey, they can't be used to judge me because I never agreed to obey those laws in the first place. Like if a Christian claims to be a Christian and they violate Christian law, then sure, it's okay for a Christian to judge them. The same is true for Muslims, but it's not okay to judge people who don't pr- claim to be following that set of law. That's why I don't understand, and I hate arguing with libertarians who like add their Christianity into their view of like what the government should do. It's just like, I mean, like, yeah, you're not even a libertarian at that point, in my opinion. 
the government should be in, in enforcing my Christian views about abortion. Like, you're just not a libertarian. Yeah, you lost me at the government. <laughs> yeah, that's about when they lost me as well. The government shouldn't be enforcing anything. If you abide your religious beliefs, that's fine. If you want to join a community of people who abide your religious beliefs, that's also fine. Yep. But don't take people who aren't part of your religious community and force them to abide your religious beliefs. That's tyranny. Pretty sure Jesus wouldn't do that anyway. No, but the the modern average Christian is so far from... <laughs> Satanists are more like Jesus than the modern day Christian I is. Know. <laughs> I know. You know because you get it. And a lot of yeah. people are like, no, that's horrible. But no, we're actually being sincere here. Yeah. That's serious. <laughs> The Amish community at the center of this fight is one of the most traditional Amish groups, and they give their name here, but I don't speak Dutch, so I'm not going to try. They don't use mechanical refrigeration. They don't have running water for bathtubs or indoor toilets or chainsaws. They dress in heavy plain clothes. So these these are old school Amish people. In response, the Amish tried to work with the system and offered alternatives to comply with the state water controls. The bureaucrats responded by seeking court order authorizing its agents to inspect the inside of Amish homes as part of an investigation into what types of modern technologies and materials they might be using to collect evidence that the Amish's religious beliefs might not be sincerely held. The bureaucrats didn't stop there. They tried to argue that, quote, the Bible commands the Amish to submit to secular authority. What? It does. What the? It says obey the laws of the land. This is why this is why Satanists exist, because of nonsense like this in the Bible. Yeah. So, of course, the Amish don't understand their own religion and should give in to the county's interpretation of the Amish faith. That's, see, God stands above man, right? Religious beliefs are supposed to exist outside of the state and be beyond the state. And the state hates that because the state is itself a religion. It wants to bring all religions under its control. That's why this whole, are you an approved religion? What is the difference between a religion and a cult? The only difference is one of them, the state recognizes as a quote, valid religion. And one of them, they don't. Because the state wants to put place itself above God. It wants to be the one to determine how you can worship God, how you can't, what God you can worship, what God you can't. And if it doesn't like how you worship, it will say that your faith commands you to obey us. More coming up here. We're going to get into Nicki Minaj and the craziness going on with her. Evidently, she's got a story to tell, and it's upsetting people. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Talk live as always. We're live every night. We're out of night. We're out of time for tonight's show. So if you didn't make it in, you, you're always welcome to a call back tomorrow night. That's 603 283 6160. We've been talking about Biden and the federal government, their overreach and causing they've been destroying the economy for the better part of the last 18 months. Well, let's be fair, they've been destroying the economy for the better part of the last century. But through the last 18 months, they've really escalated it. And now they want to mandate all employers with more than 100 employees have to get vaccinated. They want to tell hospitals, all of your employees have to get vaccinated. And, you know, I'm here on the ground here in New Hampshire where I'm not seeing the same picture of things that the federal government is seeing. I'm seeing 
Help Wanted signs everywhere. If you want to get people to move to New Hampshire where they can have health freedom, go to nhexit.us. Sign the petition there because we've actually been involved with a project to actually introduce a constitutional amendment to the ballot in next year, 2022, that I don't have the exact wording in front of me. I really should add that to this, but I don't. It would allow the state of New Hampshire to declare independence from the federal government peaceably. And that will that will solve a lot of problems right there because suddenly we don't have to pay the federal government any money. And New Hampshire, unlike many states, is a net taxpayer, meaning that we give more money to the federal government than we get back from the federal government. A lot of states are like Mississippi, where they get back a lot, where they receive a lot more money from the federal government that they pay in. New Hampshire isn't like that. That's just more money for the people of New Hampshire to have, not to mention the economic boom that would result from not having to abide any of these overreaching federal regulations like vaccine mandates. Speaking of the federal government trying to ruin our economy for the last century, if you if New Hampshire was its own um, sovereign state right now, not part of the federal government, and we were voting to join the U.S., I would vote no because it would just be them taking money from us. That's and- a really good way of putting the question. There was one of the calls I was in where someone else recommended putting it that way. It's like, okay, instead of asking if people are willing to declare independence, ask them whether or not if New Hampshire was independent, would they be willing to join the United States? And if it's like... Absolutely not. It's a Heck no. mess. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's, in, it's so much in debt. It's a brutal, nightmarish dictatorship that is destroying the world and murdering people across the globe. I don't think very many people at all would answer yes to that question. But let's go to the phones. We have Josie calling from Virginia. Josie, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, hello to, to everybody. I, I'm hearing what you're talking about. And I think I might have been the one that said that the uh, Biden group and the ones around him, wink and blink and nod, etc., should all be tarred and feathered and sent off to be dropped in Afghanistan and let them let him work from there. Um, they're terribly undesirable for what they've done in Afghanistan and what they're doing with the vaccine. Well, now, you know, as- I'm not I'm not a fan of using force against people, but at the same time, I do kind of think there's a social contract here. Where if uh-huh. one agrees to become a politician, one implicitly agrees that if you piss the people off, they're going to tar and feather you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like that's just sort of how you get disciplined in the line of work that is being a politician. In Ukraine, it's you go in the dumpster. And a lot of people have been killed because of him. Now, the other thing I would like to tell you about is that when you have uh, bosses saying that you have to have a vaccine in order to keep your job... I would like to tell you about this magazine, maybe the the underling, the one that is being uh, forced to maybe take a vaccine, uh, to, to go to Health Freedom News, which is put out by the National Health Federation. And because you can find, if you can get something in print that might persuade a boss that, well, maybe this is not such a good idea uh, to have these vaccines, and, well, the uh, boss doesn't really have any control over it at this point. If they have more than 100 employees, the they Biden may have to go up the, the the chain a little bit. But I do want to say that this is a fabulous uh, organization, the National Health Federation. I don't think even Walmart has the. I don't think even Walmart has the clout to say, "Hey, yeah, no, we did some research. 
we have our attorneys ready to go. We're not requiring our employees to get vaccinated. Yeah, this is to the level of OSHA now. You'd have to, like, change OSHA's mind. Well, I don't think OSHA's quite on board yet on hmm. that. I thought that was a little bit uh, iffy. Interesting. But I would say that you, you go to, to the NHF, which is for National Health Federation, dot com, and you can get, uh, I don't use a computer, but I know that it's on there, to you can find out something in print that would maybe persuade the boss or the boss of the boss of the boss uh, on up the chain and see if maybe that can be, uh, because if you say... People aren't getting out of this without persuading Joe Biden himself. Oh, no, he's not the whole, he's not a doctor, number one. He's not the total arbiter about all this. Oh, yes, he, he absolutely and is. the other guys that are the bad guys. That And by the way, there is a book out that uh, the um, jo, jo, um, Kennedy Jr. is put out, and um, it is about this whole bad guy. Uh, and uh, there is a review, by the way, in my latest magazine on this, whole issue and we would find out that that uh, Fauci the real Anthony Fauci is the name of the book and uh, Robert F Kennedy Jr the author and uh, there are many people who uh, work with Robert Kennedy on children's defense and the vaccines and vaccines harmed when they got the uh, the ones that had the other disease <laughs> trying to remember the name of it yeah, I don't. I don't think any of it matters. I mean, Trump and Fauci disagreed repeatedly, and it was ultimately because Trump was president that we didn't have mandates like this. Oh, he, he's. I mean, Fauci is unfortunately. I call him Faustus Fauci. He's made a deal with the devil. I swear. Uh, but Faustus Fauci is is been in league with Bill Gates, Big Pharma, the global war, and yeah. they're going global on this. We're fighting a big big goliath yeah so why do you think why do you think the supervisor at the denny's has any authority to say you know what yes you shouldn't have to get vaccinated it's it's either that we're fighting a worldwide leviathan or it's okay then there's no point whatsoever in printing this stuff off for your boss to look at that's why i just don't think that the choice or the answer is to go and change these big mega corporations the answer is to build your own communities um, create your own things. I know it's gonna it's gonna be hard, but I think people it's need hard. to move together to New Hampshire. Jesse, um, thank you so much for the call tonight. You're absolutely right, Bonnie. Instead of going to instead of getting the vaccine and working for Walmart, take those disaffected employees and start a co-op, right? And don't require people to get vaccinated there. Stand, stand on that ground. Then you have your own community. Just keep it under fewer than 100 employees, and the government at this time can't do anything about it. So it's definitely this is the a, a future for small communities, for small co- companies, for small businesses to actually grow and thrive to get business for people who don't want to give money to businesses that require people to be vaccinated and who will hire employees who aren't vaccinated. So you'll get fired from your Walmart job. Sure. But maybe you can get a job at this new co-op that yeah. people are giving money to because they're not requiring people to be vaccinated. And I think this is giving people a really important opportunity to stop working those jobs that aren't actually actually beneficial to your life and do something more important with your life. Like find your true calling, start your own business. You know, there are so many other things that are more meaningful than a lot of these jobs that people are just living pay t- paycheck to paycheck on. 
Yeah, and it's true that, you know, starting your own business, it's not an easy thing to do. And you're, you're going to have some growing pains and all of that. But it is possible. And at the end of that day, you get to decide for yourself. You don't, you don't have some boss standing over yeah. you saying, hey, no, you have to get this vaccine or you're fired. You're that boss. And you can yeah. tell anyone telling you that, hey, yeah, no, I don't have to listen to you. Yeah. Don't let fear stop you. You are a free person. And and even if we don't see that world where people are forming these small communities, forming these new small businesses or, you know, giving their money to small businesses that aren't requiring people to get vaccinated, even if none of that happens, I still don't believe that your employer, whoever your employer is, has the staff to fire yeah. you. Yep. Let them fire you. Yeah. Call their bluff. Yeah. From everything I've seen, it's like 20 percent of employees don't want to get vaccinated and that that persists in spite of the mandate. I don't think there's a business here in Keene that could afford to lose half uh, 20% of its employees and stay open and stay profitable. So if they're faced with going out of business or going out of business, then that's just their call to make. And it's ultimately not your fault. You didn't put them out of business. No, it was the government mandate that forced them to fire you that put them out of business. That was what left them without enough staff. Also, don't forget that taking this vaccine is an unchangeable life decision that only you can make. Nobody can force you to do it, and you shouldn't do it if you don't feel 100% comfortable. That's true. You can always find a new job at one of these mom-and-pop places with fewer than 100 employees. We're online in the meantime. That's it for tonight's show. You can find us at chat.freetalklive.com. That's chat.freetalklive.com. After a devastating war, the alien visitors were driven back, and their willing human collaborators were left behind to face the music. When Emma Jean Anderson's ex-lover springs her from prison, Nathan Foster and his 14-year-old nephew Ben are tasked with bringing the pair to justice. An easy enough job until they discover something is inside Emma Jean, and the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. The Family Business by Mike Coopery from BaneBooks.com.